Echo's Box Podcast is not meant to be or claiming to be a good place for therapeutic advice. The host is not a licensed therapist and is not offering any services or advice related to mental health in a professional manner. The content discussed on Echo's Box is commonly highly explicit due to the real nature of expressing honest emotions. While we don't mean to offend anyone, the reality is these discussions might be triggering to many people. Out of respect for all, please do not listen if this content isn't right for you, and forgive us if you have a poor experience. Keep your brain healthy. Welcome back to Echo's Box. This is episode 23, and it's going to be all about someone very, very important to me. It's the whole reason for the show. It's arguably the best thing to ever happen to my life. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the dog, the myth, the goodest boy there is, Echo. In fact, if you didn't catch on already, the song you were just listening to is actually one I've never released. It's a rough draft of a song called Echo. I might have something in the works to kind of spruce it up and release it at some point within the next year or so, but uh, I figure the podcast is as good a place as any to just leak it a little bit, especially because it's all about Echo. This past week was actually Echo's birthday week. Monday was his birthday, but it was a week that was all about him. He turned five years old and is, of course, still the most beautiful and kind dog I've ever met. For his birthday, we went to the pet store and I let him pick out a toy and some treats. He went after a brand new blue tug rope. I guess because his old one got lost in the move recently, so he must have missed that one. Uh, and then he got a peanut butter filled femur, so they could chew on that, and he really loves peanut butter, and some turkey dog biscuits to share with his sister Luna. So that's what we did on his actual birthday. After that, we, we kind of spent some one-on-one time together at the dog park, uh, which strangely enough, I noticed he didn't really care too much to be there, at least by himself. He enjoyed spending time with me, but... When he's alone at the dog park, he's not nearly as playful as he used to be without his sister there. We spent the rest of the week pretty much normal. Didn't do any like big celebrations after that, um, but uh, he did get plenty of extra one-on-one time and attention. And Friday was actually the really big day. That was the special day. The weather was much, much nicer on Friday, so we invited all of his friends to come out of the park to see him, play with him. And it was just a stark contrast from just me and him going on Monday. His attitude shifted. He was just so excited to see his best friend, or as I like to say, his girlfriend, Ferda, <laughs> and all his human friends. It really, really put a pep in the step. It made me very happy to see how, how much more excited he was and more playful when he had people that he loves just surrounding him. It was awesome. And I know he's not old and fragile by any means. He's only five now, but... I've had him since he was literally a baby, like only a few months out of the womb. So it's really surreal to see him grow up so fast, especially with how huge he is. He's almost like an actual wolf size, if not literally. 
but if I'm honest, it's actually been quite a hard process on me to just watch him grow. You see, Echo has always been my rock since the day I got him. He's been through every up and down with me since I was at least 22 years old. If you know me or I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you'll know that that is a lot of downs. More downs than ups if you find that you can do the math on that somehow. Uh, I, I, would, I would be willing to place money on that. So just to think of the fact that my companion is aging at all, it causes me to actualize the idea of death and how sad I will be on the day that he does die. That coupled with me already having a depressed brain that already thinks of death heavily makes for his birthday week to be actually a fairly sad week for me when I should be celebrating all the wonders and joys that Echo brings to everyone's life. And it's not that I couldn't celebrate at all. I definitely did. He deserves it and, and so much more. But it still weighs heavy on my heart and it's a thought that's just very difficult for my brain to kind of shake off. And that's frustrating to me. I wish I could just enjoy the good and not give any focus to the somber thoughts, but I can't. When I think about those things, I think of all the incredible feats Echo has pulled off during his lifetime with me so far. He has quite literally saved my life more than once. And it's going to be awful to speak of, and it's even more difficult to hear, I'm sure. But this dog has the toughest stomach behind those sweet eyes of his. I remember not even two or three years ago, we were in the mountains together. I had been abusing a disassociative drug at the time uh, to relieve my depression and cope with the pain and anxiety uh, I was experiencing. And one night during this vacation, I took too much, enough for an overdose. It wasn't much more than I normally took, at least at, I guess a max dosage, so like it was well above normal. but. Um, it was definitely teetering the edge of safety. I, I went beyond what, what I knew was safe and I did it on purpose, but I figured I could handle it. I wasn't really attempting suicide or anything, but I, I was just doing too much. I was taking a, a very lofty risk, um, and I couldn't handle it. I immediately broke into a fever once everything kicked in and I hit the floor. I was in a disassociative hole mentally and physically my body was seizing up. I was in the mountains, I was snowed in with no cell reception, and that's just assuming I could even get to my phone and consciously dial a number for emergency. Even if I could have, it wouldn't matter. But Echo somehow managed to keep me conscious and on my side so I wouldn't throw up. And even if I did, I would, I would be relatively safe. I don't know how he did that, um, but he literally just walked over and rolled me over, I guess. It's, it's very hard to remember, but I, I know I ended up on my side, and I know I didn't do it. At some point through the height of it all, I remember, uh, and I don't, it's hard to remember, I don't remember much, but what I do remember is that I managed to get my arm around him as he walked me into the bathroom of the yurt that we were staying in. <laughs> he more or less drugged my body into the shower for me. Um, once I was in there, I, I managed to turn on the water and the cold shower brought my fever down. I eventually woke all the way up and I was okay. Obviously, I'm still here. But he stayed by my side the entire time. He somehow knew exactly what to do. It was incredible. And he's a fairly well-trained dog, just for like a normal dog, but he's got no service dog training and he's 
he had only been in a few other situations like that with me before, but not once has he ever known to just do all those things. It's not like I've trained him to do any of that. The the intuition for helping others that he has is just indescribable. In times before where there were drugs involved, I was mostly just a little bit immobile and needed some help or some water pushed towards me, but I was never on the verge of death. But even in those cases, he still helped in those moments too. And he's always stuck with me and he checks my responsiveness and positioning every time until I show signs that I'm okay again. I, I, I don't know how he knows to do that. Um, and I'm forever horrified that my angel of a dog even had to experience something so traumatic with me. But I'm equally forever grateful that he was there because he saved my life so often when no one else could. All the times where I had panic attacks, I was coughing up blood the next morning, or I was inconsolable for some reason, any any moment, whether it was physical or a mental downswing, he was there. And he stayed there until I could demonstrate that I was okay again and could keep moving. In panic attacks, being able to hold him and him gently giving me a little weight on my chest or licking my face reminds me that I'm going to be okay and that I have to be okay because he needs me and I need to keep moving. And it's not just with me. Yeah, I'm his dad, but this is his nature. I've noticed when a puppy cries at the dog park or a friend or even a stranger pretends to be upset in tone or action, he comes right over to check on them. He loves baby puppies and kittens and he always takes just a unique interest in them to make sure they're okay when they're crying or whining as they do just normally, even when they're perfectly fine. He just perks up and he's like, oh, I need to make sure they're okay. This is important. And he is a big boy, so he doesn't realize how, how large he is and needs to be extra gentle with the little ones, but he is very gentle. Um, he doesn't step on them or overwhelm them or anything. The only thing that's concerning is his tongue's just a little large, so he's got to slow down the licking a little bit. But otherwise, it's, it's so overwhelmingly beautiful that his intuition is to save lives in most cases, or at least draw attention to things that are not okay and get help. And I don't know where he got that from, but I cannot express my gratitude enough for him. That's, that's why it's so difficult for me to watch him get older. Yes, I know I also have my precious Luna, and she's pretty good at stuff like that too, but she's got a way louder attitude and is far less calm, so it's definitely not quite the same. Um, she brings joy to my life where he brings protection. I can only hope that a future dog of mine will become close to what Echo has grown to become as a companion. So when I consider that he will die one day, I grieve. It fucking hurts. Because not only is it just sad on its own, it's, uh, hopefully that's obvious, but I also think about this idea of who will pick me up when I'm at my lowest. Who will almost literally revive me from the dead? Because I would not be alive if I did not have my echo. It's that simple. And realizing that I won't have him one day, it, it frightens me very much. I don't think there is much in life that's more important to me than he is. Almost all that I do, I do for my animals. I work to provide food and a home for them. 
I have this podcast about mental health and shared experiences to honor Echo and all that he has done. I do my ceremonial magic and I go to therapy so I can become a better person so I can continue living and be as happy as possible for them so they can continue to have a proper, healthy, happy, and of course financially responsible owner that can provide for them in every capacity. Hell, I even work to build a family for them. Having a partner gives them a mommy and one day perhaps children they can love and protect just as they have done for me. Granted, some of those things I do for myself too. It's not healthy to have your world truly revolve around any one thing, but the debt of gratitude that I owe these dogs cannot be paid for in kibble and treats. I don't think I can ever truly repay it. All I can do is my best so that they can have the best. One day when he passes, I will be sad. But I think I will also in time be able to remember that he would have kept me moving at all cost. So I need to keep myself moving at all cost. So happy birthday to you, Echo. I may be the host, but this is your podcast. And I hope everyone listening now knows and understands the awe of inspiration that you bring into the lives of everyone you meet. Even if it's just inspiration, to scratch your butt. If you ever get the opportunity to meet Echo, know that he loves butt scratches. His favorite toy is a tennis ball, and he likes it when you toss it in the air so that he can jump up and catch it. He'll play fetch too, but that's his favorite thing. He likes to play that because he can play it inside too. And his favorite treat is anything related to peanut butter. Dog safe peanut butter, of course, just a PSA to check your labels. Uh, make sure if you're buying stuff for your dog that it doesn't contain xylitol as an ingredient. That's uh, It's usually in low sugar or sugar-free products. Just keep that in mind in case you didn't know it. Most people do by now, but I always like to remind people. Um, yeah, so I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode. We've kind of been on a shorter episode streak, but if you all will excuse me, it may not be his birthday week anymore, but I'm going to go spend some time loving all this beautiful creature and give him all the butt scratches and playtime he wants. And of course, a spoonful of peanut butter after he does a few tricks. And, and also make sure he's had his dinner first. We still run an orderly household. Just because he's the prince doesn't mean he can always get away with everything he wants to do. It just means that when dad gets a little drunk, then he might get a bite of table food just because he's cute. And, you know, he's the best dog there is. Love on your dogs, people. I may be saying mine's the best, but yours is the best to you. And I hope, I hope they provide for you in ways that that measure up the same way echoes provide for me. I, I hope that's that's something that everybody gets to experience because it's truly a wonderful and beautiful thing. Don't forget to check out all of my new music under Jones. That's the Starstruck EP if you're searching for it on Spotify and Apple Music. And of course, be sure to visit echoesbox.com for more episodes or to snag a copy of my book, Fundamental Magic, if that's something that you're into. Well, that's all I have to say for this episode. Oh, and thank you, Echo. I love you. It's in and out of my head again. Please tell me one day that maybe you could be my friend. Help, please don't let me drown again. It's one too many shots. It's taking its toll again. Tell me that out of you just fine again. Please tell me one day that 